Welcome back to Pop Cannon. This is episode 41. My name is Jordan. I'm Robert. And I'm Joe. And today we are discussing season three of Westworld. Yay! <laughs> the show that wouldn't die. <laughs> uh, so, initial thoughts of the season. Uh, right off the top, who wants to start? I'll... I'll start with my initial thoughts of the entire, like, the whole season. Whole season. Um, more didn't like it than not. I think there was a lot of convolution, uh, and what Westworld is known for, uh, but for no real reason other than to do that this season. That qualifies as an initial thought. I seed my time. <laughs> Joe? I... It wasn't that it was bad. It was just that it wasn't what I want Westworld to be or what Westworld was in the beginning. And I think it's definitely, for me, been the weakest of all three seasons. And it's just been kind of a gradual slope downward since season one. Um like Robert said, like everything that Westworld pre- used to be, it's now just like kind of living in the shadow of what that was. And they're not really playing with things the same way they were. It's really just like now it's just a, it's just a sci-fi show. I don't know. That's an interesting way to put it, but... I have to agree with you when you say that it's the weakest of the three seasons, but I did enjoy it, like, a lot. Yeah, um, there are definitely parts I enjoyed. Sorry, go ahead. I, I just think that, the like, the good outweighed the bad for me, and it it I challenged them at the end of our season two recap that we did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted a linear story, and that's what we got, and... We got some answers to some questions, and even though I feel like some people don't like those uh, answers, I'm satisfied with the way that the real world is, and I'm glad that we got that aspect of it. Go, just going off of what Jordan said, like I think my experience with the season is just inverted from what you felt. You liked more than you didn't, and I liked I didn't like more than I liked. Um, and based off of what Joe said about it just being another sci-fi show rather than the really interesting dynamic that they had while they were in the park where you didn't know who was, who was a host and who wasn't like once they've hit the outside world in this season, we know who a host is. So like that mystery is already like, and now we're playing with whose host brain is in what physical human form and when they had a chance to answer that in a way that was i don't know satisfying for me or interesting or cool or whatever they just decided ah fuck it it's all dolores um and for me that was the most dissatisfying answer to that question because that was the big mystery heading into from two to three was who are those five pearls 
and then just to be told, oh, it's Dolores. They're all Dolores. Um, didn't, didn't sit right with me. I don't know. I don't know if that was the intent when they were leaving season two, because obviously they left it open-ended. I don't know if they had that mapped out. Oh yeah, yeah, we wanted all five of those to be Dolores. Um, cause they answered distinctly who they all were. It's like that last one was kind of left to the very last episode of the season and it was Lawrence and he didn't even interact with the person that it would have made sense for him to interact with as the man in black scampered away out of the background. You know, it would have been way more impactful for Lawrence to interact with the man in black as Dolores. Um, but he said the old, the old friend line to Bernard. So we were like, oh, that's the other Dolores. Okay. Um, and that just deeply not satisfying to me from, from that mystery to solve. Joe, were you going to say something? I was going to ask what, um, questions you kind of had going in. Cause like for me, the ends of the seasons have kind of put a nice like cap on things like the only real question that's left is like what's going to happen next um as far as like the questions that have built up all season have gone and like usually they're all answered pretty satisfyingly and something i've said before i think that for most of those things in like season one and a little bit in season two was like those questions the answers were always kind of there in front of you like the identity of the man in black was there it was a mystery to be solved and this season everything kind of felt like it was just a twist and like there was no there's no real way from the beginning that you would have been able to guess like what all these twists are going to be and it's a little bit um unfair to those hosts that Dolores used and I guess that kind of plays into her role as like a anti-hero this season that like we spent the past two seasons like building these hosts as characters and as individuals and like giving them importance beyond just their robot body but then they kind of get sent right back to that spot as just a shell for Dolores to put herself in Yep. And um, to that end, just like, because you had mentioned that she was an anti-hero and it was an argument that Jordan and I got into via text, I think after the second episode or third episode. And I was like, I was just like, am I supposed to be fucking rooting for her? Because I don't care. Um, Like, I don't know that they did. Like, if we had known what her plan was it's way easier as an audience to either get behind her or root against her. But the deliberate convolution of what she's intending on doing, where she wants to all of a sudden at the end of the season set mankind free after killing as many of them as she wants to at will... Like, I just, I was like, so what is the, like, what was the actual goal? I was so confused by that. As far as that goes, for me, the way that I interpreted it was, like, she was never really a hero. She was never really a character that you could root for because of the way that she was Wyatt. 
you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. that side of her, I think, affected her judgment in season two. Mm-hmm. For and sure. So I feel like part. I don't of even think the... they said the word Wyatt this season, except maybe one time. Yeah, but like I don't know whether or not they wanted one of the surprises and twists to be oh is she gonna turn on caleb is she gonna take over mankind or Mm -hmm. is she gonna actually set them free because like the entire time was well what's her plan and if you knew her plan going in you would have known oh well she clearly is making a sacrifice and being like a good guy or whatever at Mm -hmm. the end so and that tied into that character's motivations for that final goodbye for her saying mm-hmm. like i didn't forget like the bad parts i didn't hold on to those yeah i held on to the beauty in the world and stuff i just i felt i as great as that scene was visually and um impactful in terms of the words that they wrote on the page for her to read i had a really hard time buying into the uh sentimental impact of that like that whole monologue that she did because i was like you were literally murdering people for episodes (laughs) and had just talked to anybody you might have been able to avoid that. But now it's, I see the beauty in the world. Is it, is it after the body count reached a certain number that the beauty in the world made itself present for her? Like, that's the... It seemed like it wanted to be two things. And then at the end, they just turned it like, oh, she's super sweet again. Remember when Dolores was super sweet and she wasn't upset or angry? And that I had a, an issue with just following the train of thought. But there's a lot of characters outside of Dolores that get a lot of nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of my favorite characters, because to be honest, going all the way back to season one, God help you if you want to go listen to those episodes of the old, old podcast that we did. Um, my favorite characters through those seasons were the Man in Black bernard for sure and um uh, mave and those three specifically this season with the exception maybe of william the man in black because he got a little bit more to do bernard was just kind of wandering the desert until the very end and that kind of sucked because jeffrey wright is way better of an actor than to just be mr exposition yeah but i also think it needed to set up for where they want to go with it and i I just wish she could be included more yeah absolutely and we have no (laughs) idea like maybe it could have been like a scheduling thing where like oh well we need to cut so much bernard out because he's only available because he's doing other things like it could be as simple as that and I'm glad that we're getting another season because we're clearly going to be in his perspective for at least most of season four is what I'm hoping. That is what they set it up to appear to be. <laughs> uh, but I agree. I, I, I absolutely love Bernard. Um, I, and I wish I wish he got way more to do. 
um, Man in Black as well. Like that character felt so off to me this season. Yeah. Um, aside from his specific episode. Yeah. Which was probably one of the better ones of the season. Like after that episode, I had text. I think I texted you, and I was like, "Westworld back, baby!" <laughs> like. <laughs> They're playing with that kind of dynamic again. Woo! That's what I was... I got real juiced for that, and then then it was over. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, like, I don't know. My head started spinning, and I was like, which character can I even talk about? Because I was... I was upset by the direction out of a lot of them. Like, the... Tandy Newton is the biggest one for me. Like, Maeve like was such like a great character and then they just put her in like a sci-fi like black like suit and then stuck a sword on her back and then that became her whole character like that was it this season um and like i get that like she's like they're like dangling her daughter in front of her but like mavis that's what they did all last season right and like mavis smart enough to know that like even if he has any way of accessing her like she's never gonna get her daughter from that guy like she's much smarter than that and then like they just made it about Maeve versus Dolores which it didn't it didn't like it's not like it didn't make sense it was just it still felt forced in the grand scheme of things yeah because I I definitely think that they were they quietly slow slowly burning that along the bottom of the last two seasons was that these two were going to come to a head. Um, and when they finally do, the sequence itself <clears throat> is great. It's just like, do you feel tied to the like to one of them or the other? Both of their intentions were kind of like, you know, and it felt kind of half-inspired like I didn't know I wasn't like fuck you I may fucking kick I just was like oh shit that's cool oh wow the 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 sword work and that's really sweet and that was probably the extent of it yeah the narrative for me just was like not there for the two of them coming together I feel like the two of them coming together was too late I feel mm-hmm. like it needed to happen. Like that should have been the season two finale. Yeah, or and I feel like we would be even in a if completely it, even different... if the season two finale was the two of them coming face to face, and then you cut it just to make you go, "Oh shit!" You know, um, yeah. I had a real big issue with the first episode of this season. It did not hook me in any meaningful way and I at that point I was just watching it because it had the Westworld tag on it um I mean that cold open where she puts the VR headset on that guy and is able to that's all just set up for the last episode with what Charlotte and her deal with yeah um but like it would have been meaningful to me if I recognized that guy yeah you could murder all the random people you want. Like, how, how am I supposed to feel, like, vindication for her or, like, justif- justification? Like, yeah, fuck that guy. I mean, obviously, they showed you he was an asshole. 
but in the two minutes that you got that he was a piece of shit, like, I didn't feel like, yeah, fucking he deserves to die, holy fuck. Like, that didn't, that didn't land for me, is all I'm saying. Yeah. And I don't even know if you're supposed to feel that way. Like, going into it, you're still like, oh, Dolores is still kind of a piece of shit. Like, what's her end game here? Is she just murder, murdering, like, an innocent person? Like, yeah. at least yeah. that's the way that I viewed Dolores going into this. Is like, oh, what's this bitch Dolores up to? She was basically the villain of season two. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just meant to show her, like, brutality. Like, she's cut and dry now. Like, just, she has a mission and, like, we're in the middle of it now. Yeah. Right. So I, know, I just that's... I just felt like it should have I should have felt a way or like if you're going to kill a guy that does that kind of thing because he's a piece of shit and like I agree horrible person you know I just felt like if I recognized him as any person that they had had in the park before it probably would have hit home harder but I don't recognize that guy so playing back those same replays that we see for Dolores all the time for me, I was just like, oh, he was one of the pieces of shit in her 30 years of being a host in Westworld that also raped her. Like, is she going to hunt all those guys down? There's probably a fucking million of them. Well, I'm glad that we didn't get that this season. Because right. like, that that's what I thought been... it was leading into. Like, That's yeah. why I was like... And I feel like you might think differently about it if you go back and watch it knowing where it goes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I might even feel differently about it, like seeing it a second time. And I I intended to, but it just didn't Didn't happen. happen. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like knowing her plan and knowing where she's going and knowing where she's coming from and knowing that, oh, she's not necessarily going after this just random guy from Delos she's trying to go further up the ladder yeah so because let's talk about the real world let's let's veer from this and we'll talk how did you guys feel about the west world view version of the future it's certainly interesting um i feel like it's kind of heavy-handed to replace a company like Delos that controls hosts and keep them all on their loops with insight a company that controls humans and keeps them all on their loops you know we are like, the walking dead right yeah. it's just like there there's not even a allegory there it's just like oh this is the same fucking thing um and i get it and like a lot of people probably feel that way about our current real world anyway um so why not have big evil corporation doing it? And that, you know, it makes enough sense that you're just like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, but otherwise I thought using uh, Singapore as a lo- set location was fucking gorgeous. Um, and then all the future stuff that they did was cool. I like the the concept of that implant that makes you think things and the things that they have to pop to feel better and shit like that like yeah. that was fucking awesome um the t-shirt that marshawn lynch wears that yeah. has his emotions on it 
I think would benefit everybody. <laughs> if we could all get one, I think yeah. we'd all benefit, you know. <laughs> I think we'd understand each other a little bit more. Yeah, just all of humankind would understand one another if we had a shirt that was just like amused. Uh, <laughs> Aroused. Yeah, I like that. Um, Dying. <laughs> but other, I mean, yeah, it was cool. It looked cool. Everything was sleek and super futuristic and fun um but it was weird that in the future there was no like two-step verification to take a whole bunch of money out of a bank uh, <laughs> you had to give them your blood like how much more but no need? picture id <laughs> um it's very strange uh one thing from the future that i really liked is the rico app Yes. I thought that was such a neat concept that crime would be like monetized. <laughs> yeah, monetized like and doled out like it's oh, I'm an Uber driver, but let mm -hmm. me just go on and do crime. And it looks like uh Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> I think there were the stylistic decisions. I think even the font was the Grand Theft Auto font. Like it was very specifically targeting those type of people i think yeah if you squinted you're like oh san andreas yeah yeah it exactly. was doing that in world too though because you find out it was developed in like a comms room to yeah keep people <laughs> further in line which like, i got i don't know how i feel about that it's just like oh cool they're like literally everything leads back to them i guess mm -hmm. even, even the bad things but yeah, it, it might have been it might have been way cooler had some like random guy developed it you know rather than it be an insight production um, <laughs> some guy made it but then he sold it to insight <laughs> right right because <laughs> that's like far more insidious i think yeah. than just insight deciding to do it yeah like this guy's like i'm gonna make this app and fucking sell out immediately <laughs> that's like you know making instagram and selling it to facebook <laughs> or you know youtube to google yeah <sighs> I mean, anyway. thank you for watching. <laughs> if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you do. Hit that little bell. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right, Zuckerberg. We talk shit on your own fucking platform. <laughs> other other things from the future, Joe. Anything pop out for you? Uh, a lot of drone imagery. So that's like a thing. It was like Robert said, like a lot of like things that like we see in our world the good and, and the bad just like things that are in their early stages now like fleshed out completely and like it it's kind of easy to see that like they might end up like not being as realistic in our real world where it's like mm -hmm. you know the old imagery of like it'll be 2000 and we'll have jetpacks and mm -hmm. like sonic the hedgehog making jokes to like oh amazon's gonna use drones to deliver your packages and it's like uh, <laughs> maybe probably not but whatever <laughs> um but yeah it was a very like sleek kind of like a car commercial type future yes. um but i think it like fit with the world that they've built like all the like the glimpses that we got outside of like the window of west world like everything felt justified to that so they stayed true to that vision and i wonder how much they had planned out from the beginning um mm -hmm. granted season one i doubt they ever thought they'd be like going this far um allegedly they have a plan for five seasons 
Allegedly. I mean, now, yeah. I feel like once you like get like picked up for like season three, it's like, all right, now we have to like think two years <laughs> ahead and like have an end game in mind. And yeah. allegedly, they've been paid through season six. Yeah. So. Which is weird Which I was to like, be paid through season six, but then you're still like tentative on if there's going to be another season. But mm-hmm. hey, I'm that's not HBO, HBO, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not even TV. <laughs> I would have been. I feel like I would have been very satisfied. Not very satisfied, um, but I feel like the ending of this season was satisfactory, if it were the ending of the series. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't agree. Personally, I liked how they ended it, where they just kind of look upon a new world, and Maeve re- delivers that repeated line again. Um, <laughs> and then, like that, if that were it, I would be like, Westworld had a good run. Kind of slipped at the end, but it was it was a lot of fun, and I would have been totally con- content with owning season one on Blu-ray. And that being it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I don't know how you stretch this out into two, at two, at least two more seasons, possibly another one. It's crazy. I, I think they left enough open and they set the stage for four. And I'm way more interested in the next season of Westworld than I was at the end of season two. I just want them back in the fucking park where it was a lot of fun. But they, but that's over. They've, they've outgrown. They're never that. going back. They've outgrown that, and well, they that's... needed to get out of the park in season two. I thought, and I'm glad they did. I think the idea of this like global collapse is like bringing the park into the world where it's like now like there's a new wild west and it's the entire Earth. So the Earth is the park now or whatever. Um, but everything just kind of feels like it's going to be narrative or like some kind of like war storyline unless there's some time jump but i i mean i can't really the way dude the 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 post credit scene from season 2 um makes less and less sense uh with every episode of season 3 that happened wait which um, which post credit scene were the were the man in black stumbles upon a very dusty forge and his daughter who ostensibly is a host comes out and says i forget what she says to him and then that ended and everybody was like when the fuck was that and it confused the entire timeline and they said it was very very far in the future um and then they kill the actual guy yeah so well uh, that wasn't him to begin with that was never supposed to be him, they said. In the end of the post credits of season two, it's supposed to be a host. That's version the of host him? version of him that we've already seen in three. Have they said that now that three happened? Like that's their explanation now? No, I guess an executive producer at the end of season two said it's it's long after William's dead. Oh, uh, okay. Right, but I think the idea in everybody's head at that point was that he would be existing in some sort of Jim Delos future where they figured out the fidelity of having his consciousness in another body. So it was it would technically be him, whatever consciousness means to you, um, going forward. But they murdered 
the actual guy and with him his consciousness that has never been uploaded anywhere as far as we're aware and now all that exists of him is the murdery man in black version of his consciousness but isn't that kind of what hale's story was this season that like it started as just a dolores photocopy but then like the parts that they gave her of hale started seeping in so like she was tracing her skeleton on the inside yeah which was like super creepy (laughs) so yeah i could see like the man in black in some form coming back um I mean, it's never going to be the same as the human version, um, which I guess that's a debate to be had. Or if they, or if they had ported his direct consciousness into a host body that we're not aware was capable of happening, because it didn't work for Jim Delos, right? But William apparently was working on it actively. But I think that's the thing; like he couldn't do it, but Dolores could. Dolores was able to perfect that or would have been able to Mm -hmm. or at least like that would make the most sense to me if like like all of man's shortcomings but Dolores was able to do it Uh, yeah that would have which like even like Dolores was the solution to all of the initial problems with the host wasn't she that's why Mm -hmm. they're all they're all essentially copies of her Mm -hmm. yeah as she says as she says as much to Maeve this season. Right. That she was like number one or something like that. <laughs> Which yeah. when she got her like OG body, I thought that was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was such a cool concept. Well that was a callback. It was super to... it was super creepy to watch her pull on her skin. Uh, like the Dolores the glove. skin glove. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking gross and weird. Um but I'm I'm sort of upset. That we didn't get at least a shot of the metal skeleton body in the sand as the poster portrayed so beautifully. That shot was so cool. Well, and I, I read, I, I had really hoped at some point the skin would have been stripped away and it would have just been the robot skeleton Terminator style walking around a little bit. Like that would have been fucking dope. <laughs> Uh, and then have her like fall into the sand and shit like that. Like that would have been cool just to see. Cause I mean that shot on the poster, I thought from the very beginning of the season was really provocative. I was just going to say the original body, that was a callback. Cause William, he's like comments at one point that he cut them, one of them open once. And then later we find out the one he cut open was Dolores, but, yeah. um, and all the other Confederates, but, um, <laughs> That, like, that original body was stronger, and then they made them more human and less durable because it was cheaper to make. Um, But then, on the note of, like, the poster, going in, I had a very different idea of what this season was going to be like. Like, even just when they announced the season and, like, the only thing they gave us was Aaron Paul and that robot, like, I was very interested. Like, I... Like, we didn't see anything initially of any of the old characters coming back. And I thought there was going to be, like, this huge time jump that, like, Mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. really going to be, like, disconnected from the rest of the series except for the events Almost a soft reboot within... Right. And honestly, that excited me because I didn't Mm -hmm. see a lot of other ways for this to go. And 
I guess I was a little hoping for it, so maybe that feeds into my disappointment at this season. Um, I thought for sure there was going to be a time jump. Yeah, and even too. a few episodes in, I was like, All right, when are they going to say that this is the, the shit that we've been seeing is in the future? Like, I was yeah. just waiting for the Caleb timeline to have not actually matched up with everybody else's. I was, I was honestly expecting that. Like, mm-hmm. even from the ep- the first episode, I was like, I feel like this isn't happening when things are happening. Mm-hmm. But And something that fed into my believing that was how many times they cut to black. In every episode. Was a lot. It Absolutely was, like was a lot. Watching vignettes rather than an episode of a show. And I don't remember which episode it was. I think it was earlier on in the season. I don't know if it was three or four. But I mean it was to the point where it was like ten minutes cut to black. I think ten it was the, the Charlotte Hale episode. I fu- yeah, it was because the third it was one. because they were trying to simulate like time passing with her yeah i just and i get it i get it as using it as a transition and i get it trying to show that time passes but i think they beat the dead horse with that this season it happened so fucking often that it was really at a certain point it got distracting to me that i was just like oh they're just gonna cut to black again and every time it happened, I got frustrated and it, like it annoyed the fucking piss out of me because I was like, just tell the th- like you don't need to do that. Just go to the next thing. I don't need like every time. <laughs> like that's so fucking annoying to me. Um, but something that didn't annoy me so was Caleb's character. Okay. All right. I, didn't know necessarily how to take him for most of the season. I didn't know what the idea was going to be. Uh, but I think in that last episode in the finale, I enjoyed that he, like, fucking was dealing with shit. You know? Like, I really thought that... Because it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. It seemed like it was just going to keep dragging out and him just keep going, why is this happening? Like, what is going on? And he's just going to kind of keep going along with everything. But he finally, like, decided to do something. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, he straight up... was It It was Caleb that murdered that guy at Insight, right? The, uh, the earpiece guy? Yeah. We saw him, like, two times and it made it seem like he was supposed to be important and then Caleb fucking... He, like, backflipped him and he yeah. broke his oh, back, yeah, on, the, back steps. on the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn, okay, fuck. <laughs> I thought he didn't do personals, but now he's doing personals. <laughs> well, that whole time that he was uh, doing stuff at the end, I was just like, he's he's doing personals. This is why he doesn't do personals. Because when he does personals, he can't stop doing personals. <laughs> his oh, insatiable bloodlust uh, <laughs> I know I, and I thought Aaron Paul did a pretty good job this season um, stuff that other stuff that I've listened to and read about the season said that they were looking for him to uh, in company or like they feel like he does a really good every man where he brings everybody in on to like the ground level of stuff um, and I thought he did a really good, a really good job with that. 
especially in the episode where you find out like what actually happened to him um like the re-education thing that he went through where him and his friend kidnapped that guy and then the guy was telling him what happened and shit like that yeah like i thought that that episode was fucking cool as shit like those last those first five episodes for me probably did one of these but those last couple i thought were like really well done i enjoyed them a lot um so all of the caleb stuff in that penultimate episode i think uh, i really enjoyed yeah i liked caleb um he wasn't my favorite character in westworld um he wasn't even the most interesting no but i love aaron paul and i think he did a really good job and i like what he brought to the role um caleb having to like kill his his friend in francis i thought Mm -hmm. was a really interesting part to it and it because at at a certain point you're thinking his character is going one way and immediately in the beginning i was like well he was definitely not in the military or like (laughs) not in the military the way that they're showing us he was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm glad that we come to find out that he was doing a ton of personals and they were just wiping his memory yeah uh so that was really cool and i also fucking loved the episode where he takes the drug genre genre okay i thought that I was, was gonna so ask, cool i was gonna ask how we felt about that episode that was i thought it was <laughs> i thought it was a cool episode um and i thought like watching them affect him was interesting falling through the different genres um just wish there was like a little bit more to it than than what we got but i i enjoyed what we got and i'm satisfied with it because i thought it was enough but um had they done a little bit more into leaning into the genres with like costuming or something that really made it seem like he was tripping balls would have been really cool but i like what we got satisfied with it not saying it was bad at all i liked it joe you thought it was cheesy i did i it felt like <laughs> a just a very like cheese balls sci-fi like oh it's this drug that makes you think you're in a movie and like <laughs> but then like hearing robert say that i, I feel better about it that they didn't lean in more because <laughs> I feel like, like I imagine, like there's a world where that could have been the entire episode was just like all his perspective, all genres, and it's like their version of like the like Scrubs musical episode, which like, and everybody <laughs> did a musical episode, and like that works great for those kind of shows, but like it's a little bit of yeah. like not even jumping the shark because that's a whole different trope, mm-hmm. but it, it just felt like it would have been too much but i think you're right like what they gave us was enough and like it was healthy to see a reaction to it where like dolores has to deal with him not being all there so i just think i just think that had that been from his perspective like entirely it would have been more interesting than watching 
Dolores watch him deal with it. Yeah. Like, I wanted yes. to see that all happening in his head. Absolutely. Rather than um, watching Dolores look at him like, are you okay? Like, four times? And then um, that was, I think, the second time that he saw her get shot. Or no, it was the first time he saw her get shot, but it was the second time that he realized something's up with this woman. Um, and then, like, but because he was hallucinating and seeing things, I don't know that he knew what he saw. Um, and that's one of the reasons I wish that we were looking at it from the way he was seeing it. Because it probably would have played out in a way that made us go like, oh shit, now he knows she's a robot. But we knew that he was dealing with it, and he was just kind of standing there. Like, <laughs> um, so it didn't really have the same effect, I thought. But I liked, I liked that episode. That was like the beginning of where it started to get good for me. Okay. Uh, any other like standout moments or episodes that we could think of? I thought reusing lines um is a thing that they did a lot of this season um and unless you watched seasons one and two right into season three i don't know if it's super effective um and there's a lot of things that do that in what they think is their final act where they'll reuse lines from the beginning and you're supposed to get the same emotional hit from them. Um, and I don't think that it happened for most of this when they did it this season. Because there's a lot of... Apparently in episode one of this season, there are so many repeated lines. There's a lot. And, I, and it, all I'm... the way back to the first episode of the whole series. And I haven't watched that episode since 2016 so you're asking a lot of me <laughs> and not me robert but me the viewer to remember the specific verbiage from the first episode to now but i don't think that necessarily ruined the experience didn't ruin like, it. like that's what i'm saying like it's but just one of knowing those things... that they did that just knowing that they did that and, like, they were looking for that reaction. And I couldn't give it to them because I, how am I supposed to remember a line that was spoken four years ago? Well, that's, you know? but that's, they're not saying, hey, you should remember this because if you don't remember this, you're not going to get it. But, like, it's, it's they're just showing a reward. you, yeah, it's a reward, exactly. For the people who do, yeah. Yeah. So. But I don't know that some of those lines necessarily help put forward the story they were telling this season. So it was like, at the it, detriment it just, of the story they were telling the now. It, it depends on, like, the context of it. Like, I know specifically the one line that gets repeated is... Uh, I don't know the line specifically, but I know one of the characters, God bless you, that says it is, um, like... Liam Dempsey's buddy while they're doing drugs at that highfalutin rich people party and he says a line from like the first season 
that when it was said in the first season held some merit or held some weight and then some random guy however many years later this is repeats that line and it doesn't mean the same thing but they just wanted to reuse the line and it just was like I get that you thought it was good the first time around so sure use it again it's yours but it seemed weird because he has no connection to it like Dolores repeating lines that were said to her makes sense Bernard repeating things that Ford said makes sense them trading lines off with Maeve and Dolores as they work around one another got it but when random guy that has no connection to that park whatsoever says something one of the hosts said it's like yeah but did that only happen like one time or did that happen like throughout where all all these new characters are just saying the same thing I can't say for a fact one way or the other, but I know for sure that one guy did it, and I was like, eh. <laughs> maybe he picked it up in the park. <laughs> True. Or so maybe he a, was told. Yeah, somebody said, one of the one of the hosts said it to him, and he thought it was good. Um, that was another thing. So they answered now. We have the answer for all of the parks that exist within Delos. Um and I don't know I I liked that there was a medieval world because in the original film Westworld there is a medieval world Um, so that was cool I like the cameo from the creators of Game of Thrones and I like the Drogon cameo same I thought that was cool and why not do that exactly Um, it's like the blue meth in Walking Dead yes like why not just why not fuck it I like the um, Jurassic Park reference. Yes. That, that too. <laughs> yeah, go to um, Costa Rica. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like and was deeply unsatisfied with what that fifth park wound up being. The military training park. Mm. Um, where they get to run simulated tests to see what these guys would do in the field um and i think i would have been okay with it had they not given the entire reason for dolores choosing caleb being that one time he was one guy that decided to not rape a host um and that's why she knew he was good because he was capable of making choices and what i didn't like about that more than anything was when the fuck was Dolores in that park? I think she had access to the data. Like, I don't... I think that was just, like, some, like, movie bullshit. Like, I don't think that was actually supposed to be a Dolores copy. I think they just made her that for that scene. That, like, she was, like, in that host's memory or whatever. Because I don't like that either. So I think I just choose to believe something else. That makes no like, and that's that's a really interesting way to put it because I didn't even think that I was immediately thinking like, oh, she was there. I definitely and, got the impression from how I believe they presented it. Yeah, was that she was one of the hosts that didn't get raped that day, and that annoyed and, and me too, because that was such a fucking 
paper thin like but but the way that joe just explained it like if that is the case that's uh, super interesting to me because she was there with the woman from uh i think it was last was it last season in the akai no mai episode yeah like that woman was there uh, oh yes. yeah and she was next to dolores whose hair was like done in a way that was supposed to indicate she's not the farmer's daughter here she's americana girl or whatever her name was probably julie or something yeah um <laughs> and i just was like and then that when they gave the explanation for why because you you're able to choose caleb and i was just like that does not work with because i could do like more like mental gymnastics though that like caleb wasn't like the <laughs> only one who like wasn't like was kind to her or whatever like she might have had a list of candidates and like then like going she through stumbled upon caleb and was like uh not I even that him. like i mean good, like based on like where she was going to be like everything that like she had access to you know where he was going to kill himself like she could have worked out like this is the most ideal candidate for me to get my okay. plan done and again like based on what we were shown you're completely right None it was all there. bullshit <laughs> But in order to try to enjoy this more, that's what I think. <laughs> I think you did a really good job writing it for them, Joe. Because <laughs> I don't believe that that was what was presented to us. But he I opened. like it. If that were if that were the case, and like when they pan back across and it wasn't Dolores anymore, I'd be like, oh, she could see their past. You know, that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, but or he that... like opens a door in Bernard's <laughs> basement and there's right. some guy and he goes, who the hell are you? Oh, I'm here in case you die. I'm the next <laughs> runner up <laughs> to run the new human race. Yeah. If they had presented it that way, um, that would have been cool. I just like, I like the idea. I don't know. I don't know if I could even say that. I understand the idea of having one of the parks being a place where Delos has a cash cow in a government contract. Like, that makes sense on any level that you want. A business sense. It makes sense that the government would want to have a park where they could kill all the things that they want to train for the military rather than actually, like, using those standy things or real people. Um, You know, so, like, I get it. I just, like, I don't know... The mystery surrounding what the parks were was so much fun. And that being the answer to one of them is kind of like... <sighs> yes and no. Because initially I felt the same way, but the more that I sat and thought on it, the more I was like, ultimately it doesn't matter because no. we're not going to that park. Nope. So It doesn't matter. And you're right, in... We're never gonna go to that park other than because we got clip. to see we got to see like Mave in War World, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't need to see like yeah an no. in depth look at that Americana yeah. world. Or I whatever. just there was just like the idea that there's another theme that they could have had for a park, which would have been pl- like the Raj was really cool, War World being nazi occupied italy which is like hyper specific uh is interesting as a decision um 
all of Shogun them. Like, World. Yeah, Shogun World. Like, all of them are super cool and different. So then to get that one was just kind of like... Another thing, too, people could go to that park, I'd imagine. Like, I don't think... Probably I don't open... think consumers are allowed in that park. That is a government entity. That I... is strictly for military just... training. Okay. Joe, what do you think of, of that? Uh, of the military thing? Yeah. I thought it made sense. Um, it wasn't, like, the most exciting. It was just kind of like, uh-huh. But, like, mm-hmm. I think being given, like, four other intricate worlds, I thought it was fine for something to make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially, like, when you find out, like, you know, Delos wasn't really doing so hot. Mm-hmm. So, like, they definitely depended on that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I didn't really take issue with that, and I thought it it was a convenient way to finally tie together those two stories about how Caleb was drawn into the mix. Yeah, because it was like, why him the whole time? <laughs> uh, what did you guys think about Sorak as like the season long villain? I like Rock. I really did. Um, I thought he was very interesting. I just thought, like, the way that he decided to go about doing what he wanted was just, like, the most ass-backwards way to get anything accomplished. Um, oh, by having Maeve yeah. go as his, like, hand? Liaison? Like, yeah. But and, it goes, and it goes back to what Joe said about Maeve. Like, she was... What a terrible way to use that character. I mean, great that they used her. Because I like yeah. seeing Tandy Newton. She acted the fuck out of everything that she had this season. And I liked uh, the not real Lee Sizemore in the VR world. Um, I thought that was great that they brought him back. I got really fucking confused the first time I saw him. Um, and then it turned out that that whole episode was that episode of Rick and Morty where they're in a side of simulation inside a simulation. <laughs> um, and then she did the exact same thing that they did in Rick and Morty, overload the simulation. <laughs> to escape the simulation, yeah. I fucking, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. I, I couldn't, couldn't unsee that. it. You didn't see that? No, no, like, no, I said I couldn't unsee yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, sat there the whole time going, this is just Rick and Morty. <laughs> At a certain point, Maeve was like, if your name is Jeff, jump on your right foot, and if you have a red shirt, jump on your left leg. <laughs> oh, I was like, what the fuck? They did the whole thing. Like, the whole episode was that. I thought it was fucking crazy. Uh, but that's just why Rick and Morty's really good sci-fi. <laughs> that's not even... I was cool with it, That's though. not even fiction, though. That's just science. Like, any game, that's how you right. break it. You just push you it. You would overload the, overload the yeah. system. I really liked... Uh, Maeve taking control of that weird robot thing. Yes. Oh, the the drone with the guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fucking neat. And then, like, as they're standing over it, pumping that fucking thing full of bullets, I really felt like we lost a character, and we only knew it for five seconds. Like, I really felt bad for it. They made me feel like it was Maeve. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they and then the behind the episode thing on that, they had a guy mocap that. 
So it was a real dude <laughs> in a in like him. in like a one of those mocap costumes. Yeah. That and that's why the movements were so seemingly fluid and natural because <laughs> it yeah. was coming from a real person. Yeah. I and and then like when you watch that scene back again, I was like, "Fuck, that was so cool." That was so cool. But Ciroc. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I thought his story was interesting. I thought his brother as a linchpin character was a really good way to do that. Uh, I thought his motivations were not obscured for the most part. I like that he kept using uh, the 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 projections of himself rather than his actual self um and there was definitely a moment in the last episode where i was like they're gonna try to kill him and he's not there and then he was definitely there because he was bleeding everywhere uh <laughs> i was like what a mistake that was for a guy that uses projections of himself all the time <laughs> fatal fucking flaw on that one good god it's like yeah i'm gonna be there for the end like he knew it was the end yeah <laughs> I thought it was really interesting that um, the choice to have him pretty much like give up his own choices, like he gave himself completely over to that algorithm, and yeah. that was really interesting that he just chose I to be a puppet. And like, I don't like that. I don't know if he gets like breaks or whatever, where it's like, okay, go have fun with all the money that we made today, right? Or if it's just like, keep your headpiece in, Sirak, it's bedtime now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as but. only if if the algorithm told him it was a good idea to go have fun with all the money they gave him, then he would. <laughs> like <laughs> a nervous to kid, spend like this money ridiculously, <laughs> and then he would do it. <laughs> I also thought like it was super badass that he was like mega French, like that was fun because mm. <laughs> definitely needed subtitles sometimes <laughs> for him because <laughs> I was like. What did he say? <laughs> they went back to that old disaster movie trope of like Paris is always the first thing to go. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's poor him, dude. The visual of that was fucking really. Yeah, that good. was nuts. Especially like after other... watching yeah, Chernobyl like... last year, it's just like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I need to finish that. Like them playing on like that hillside and just seeing the fucking <laughs> <laughs> that mushroom cloud over their city. Like, I was like, fuck, dude, that was heavy. Yeah. I like that a lot. His whole backstory really interested me. And yeah. I kind of hope he comes back next season, because I don't think... We didn't see him die. We did so not see him die. We saw him we get, get stabbed and be hurt really bad, but not Until die. we get an on-screen funeral and they lower him into the ground and bury him. <laughs> uh, Bagpipes or it. whatever the French equivalent... French horns. Um... <laughs> it's French. It must be what they do. <laughs> I but. thought he was cool. Um, so I feel like definitely for sh I don't know that uh, you can make a case to bring um, Evan Rachel Wood back, right? Like, she's done. Yeah. The only thing I could see them doing, and I'd be mad about it, because I thought... Dolores and the way that she went out was really, really fitting for that character. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a great beginning and an end for her. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that I could see them doing is 
having the Lawrence version of Dolores build herself a new body. Yeah. Because he's the only one Because everyone, everyone else is done. Which I was kind of sad about because I got fucking real hype when Musashi came back. Um, yeah. yeah. Real hype, dude. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, this guy was awesome. And then they're carrying his head out. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Interesting yeah. note. Interesting note. Um, the, the goo factory that Musashi was running uh, where he was importing and exporting goo like uh, for host creation yeah. um, the name of it in Japanese means like the one with two faces or something like that or like of two minds or whatever the fuck wow. which I was like ah shit that's neat that's cool. <laughs> I forget that it was like it started with an I it was like I-N-D something like that um, but if you look up what that word means in Japanese, it's something like of two minds or whatever. So they definitely, if you know how, if you know Japanese words and you were reading the sign, you were like, oh, wait a minute, that's where another Dolores is going to, like, it would have totally fucking ruined that surprise for you. Japanese people <laughs> walking by like, what the fuck do they make in there? <laughs> it's my goo! <laughs> <laughs> See, I did not mind the Dolores twist but I also don't think that was their original plan I definitely don't think and I feel like it's one of those situations like on the fly we gotta change something here they just it was the more convenient answer for them yeah rather than the more creative answer for the story but I, that being said, I don't think it was a bad twist or whatever. I enjoyed it, and it made sense to me because I think the character of Dolores would not trust anyone else other than herself at this point. And she wasn't going to try to change anyone else mm. to fit that mold after the Teddy thing that happened in Season 2. I think that was the final straw that broke the camel's back in her mind and the way that she viewed the outside world mm-hmm. and I just, viewed free will and stuff like that for, it's just to me like it just didn't it just didn't sit right that like this big question you know and then we have the whole episode with Charlotte and we still don't know and then for it to be revealed after that like so Tessa Thompson had to act like Evan Rachel Wood doing Dolores, but like a baby version. And we couldn't appreciate that performance because we didn't know what she was doing. Who yeah, but or you can go back and but you but can like, go back now. I don't and... like the idea of TV being, but if you watch it again, but you could go back and do that with season one. Saying, no, like, I know. Oh, well, I mean, if William you go back and, and watch season one now, it's blatantly fucking obvious that yeah. William is the man in black. But that was the most fun fucking thing in season one, was pounding my fist at episode six going, they're the same fucking person, I'm telling you! And then when it finally happened, the just, like, euphoria of seeing the thing and calling the thing. Because in season one specifically... 
there were times where William would do something, and then when they would transition, it would be Ed Harris finishing that movement. Yeah. And then they did the put the hat on and take it off, and they're the same guy. And I was like, ah, fuck, because that was the best thing ever. Um, and I don't know if it's just the rush of that being the reason why I feel like everything else Maybe. has fallen short. <laughs> but like Joe had said earlier, it wasn't necessarily a mystery to be solved. It's It was just twisting. Just twist, 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 right. twist, twist. Just waiting for them to tell us. Yeah. So like at, by, towards the end of it, like um, what was the movie? There was a movie I watched recently where I was like, I can't wait for the last 30 minutes of this so it's fucking resolved and I know what's happening. You know, like just when you're dealing with it at that level, it's just like it gets annoying. You're just like, I know that it's going to be a thing. Like, what's the fucking thing? Do you think that if Westworld went in the direction of a more mystery esque thing, like something that needs to be solved, like the maze, rather than like what's the plan here in this action story yep way way better i feel like that's the root of what the show is was that first season was trying to i always think of like in my head like a rubik's cube like that's what that first season was trying to put all of the things on one side so you could see the whole picture like that's what that first season was because i think very visually so that's what that was to me uh the second season was a little bit less of that and then this season was just there was none of that i felt like it was just did i miss the thing what was the thing and that was it um and i just feel like narratively this 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 show is more fun doing mystery like we need to figure out what x is And that's where you get your fan theories that go. And then people like that. I feel like that's when people more enjoy watching a show is the, that level of investment, but trying to call out twists before they happen. And then the showrunners knowing that people try to call out twists before they happen. So they seemingly try to write ahead of the smart fan in terms of, making sure that you can't see the twist like i don't know if that's a tenable way to keep a television program going yeah um trying to stay ahead of your smart fans rather than like maybe just throw them a fucking bone you know yeah i and i agree and i i think to a degree they've got to step away from well, well, we got to think 10 steps ahead mm-hmm. and then hide the first eight steps before, <laughs> you know, like, just yeah, like where to, can just we bury this thing not happening. predictable? Yeah. But it's like so hard to do with any form yeah, of media yeah. nowadays. And I mean, I'm sure if they went three straight seasons of what's the mystery to solve, there would be people that would be complaining about how it's the same thing over and over again. But that's why I'm so accepting of this because it's like we need to world build. We want yeah, but I just feel like adventure. I just feel like there's definitely a creative way to continue to do that in this situation. Like it could have been a very creative way for them to figure that out. 
But something else that I learned about this season was that there was a different executive producer than the other two seasons. Um, and I don't remember her name off the no. top of my head. She but was around for seasons one and two, but not in like that level. an authoritative role. Right. And, and I think she was she came on. And I think with the Nolans having other things to work on, they may have leaned on her more for what this season became. And not to say that it was bad, because I don't. I don't think that any show that they put this level of work in is bad. Yeah. Because uh, it's completely unfair to say with the amount of work that they put into it, with the location scouting, with all of the post-production work that they have to do, all of the actor performances to go, ah, this season was bad, is not fair. It was, it was good in parts for yes. me. Um, I think that everybody did a great job other than that driving overarching narrative through it was the, was the part that slipped the most. That's, that's fair. Uh, Joe, any final thoughts on season three of Westworld? Yeah, I, um, so I pretty much agree with almost everything Robert said, um, and you hit, you hit a good point that, like, I don't necessarily want the same thing happening every season. I really don't want them. I don't need them to, you know, engage me in the same ways every time. But I do feel like I need to feel engaged when I'm watching this show. Um, so I don't think this was a bad season of television. And to your point, like, the amount of money and work that they've all put into this, it had better not be bad. Right. Um, but I do hope that there's uh, like a change of course in the next season. And I don't think I want it to go back because, you know, doubling back is just going to mean that, you know, season four is probably going to be their last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really want more of what we saw this season. Um, and if I knew how to do that right i would probably be working for hbo (laughs) (laughs) well as far to my to my understanding um the season two viewership never hit the season one viewership so it didn't bring more people in in season two and this season was even less than season two so there's no amount of word of mouth that's happened for it. Um, well, everybody canceled their subscriptions after Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. and it like yeah. So it's it's been it hasn't been like there's definitely shows that exist that do one of these with viewership, and Westworld is the complete opposite of that. Um, so, and I also believe that this season was operating on a much more limited budget. Um, than previous seasons, which is interesting that scouting locations costs less than having a Western saloon fucking stage set up. Yeah. Uh, like, it costs less to put them in Singapore and fly everybody the fuck over there than it is to have a fucking soundstage, apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just... 
I just wanted to throw throw that idea out there because the viewership is not going upward for it. Yeah. So maybe doubling back, while it wouldn't be necessarily good from a narrative sense, where they like again change course to now we're doing mystery again. Um, but maybe the viewership would be there for something where people get engaged. I personally hope they continue forward into the new world, into this like post-apocalyptic type, uh, sandy buildings falling down type world. Post insight. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Maeve and Bernard, um, and even the man in black. I'm not so sure I'm sold on Charlotte being like the big bad of the next season. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm very intrigued and I'm curious to see which way they're going to spin that. Mm -hmm. And I know it's probably going to be at least a few years before season four because i know the nolans are doing other stuff and then like jeffrey wright's obviously doing the batman and all that other stuff like everyone has stuff going on and there's a pandemic and there's a pandemic (laughs) you know whatever uh but i'm optimistic for what we're getting now like i said i'm more optimistic going from seasons three to four than Mm -hmm. i was two to three three. yeah Hmm. Flaws aside, mm-hmm. uh, overall, I enjoyed season three of Westworld. Um, but like I said at the very beginning, <laughs> it's definitely the weakest season. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, circling back to what Joe had said about how this is the bottom of the three. Uh, I think, I don't know anybody, I don't know of anybody that would rank them any differently than one, two, three right now. <laughs> Um, and that's just, that just is what it is. Yeah. You know, it's super weird for a TV show. Yeah. Like usually like three is when you hit your stride. That's your strongest season. Like, and like, yep. To hear like season one is your best season. is like so jarring, but like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think of any TV show, that's the most absurd statement anybody could make about a TV show. Oh yeah. Their first season was their best. That's not a thing that's said ever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In any program, because you just have to kind of figure out what's... But I think that they had such a tight idea going in that there wasn't situations that arise with other TV shows where you're trying to figure out, um, like, chemistry with with actors and things like that, and you're kind of writing it as you... I, I feel like season one was written... It was tight. They had it. They got the approval for it, and they just fucking went for that vision, and that was it. You know, they didn't have to compromise. It was HBO. Um, and then going out of that, they had to, then they had to figure those things out. Yeah. So maybe season two was the true season one, where you have the struggle of finding those people that you put with certain people and that kind of thing. Um, but to the point of liking season three less than season two it's only because season two had three episodes that were so fucking above the bar and season three just having like a steady 
burn of like nothing is better than anything else you know but enjoyment level for me those last three or four episodes was much higher but like there was nothing that happened or like there wasn't like a crazy concept episode like being in shogun world in season two um this season like that didn't happen yeah so and the, the last thing I want to say before we get out of here, because you mentioned it earlier, was the Man in Black uh, thing that happened early, early in this season. And that moment, like I had said, was like the thing that I was like, Westworld's back, baby, where he was in a group therapy session. And I just, <laughs> with himself, con- conceptually imagining that for yourself. Like, just think about if that were a thing that were possible for you specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could sit with, as your present self with you as a kid, you as a young adult, you as a business professional, like, when you're older, and then you as the person that you wanted to be, along with somebody that you knew better than anybody else. Like, as a concept for a group therapy session... That was such a deep mind fuck to watch. Yeah. And then for him to murder himself four times over <laughs> was like, for me, I thought like that was such a fucking neat thought. Like I loved every fucking thing about that. Yeah. Cause I would love in the future to sit with myself like that and just see what that conversation was different eras of my brain and see what happens in that discussion i have zero desire (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like hell on earth (laughs) but it does but also like the present self killing off the younger ones there also is a catharsis yeah to ridding yourself of those demons and all of the things that they knew because he was specifically ending all of their lives. <laughs> like, your thoughts are no longer matter. Like, I'm the only one that exists. Um, and I then in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. And then in the last episode, the person he always wanted to be came back to end him. Which is like, bah! Fuck, that's so cool. Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a fitting end for that character, in my opinion. For sure. Is for his, sure. his, like, own creation essentially... It was his, his worst his, version of him. Who he desired to be above all those other versions of himself was the one that ended his actual life. Yeah. Which I think is fucking... I kind of wish that shit. scene was shorter, though. Like, I kind of wish that was a cliffhanger. Like, he, like mm-hmm. him walking out of the shadows and then just cut. Cut. Rather than watching him get bludgeoned to death. Right. <laughs> Well, it'll be interesting for season four. Yeah. For sure. To uh, see all of that unfold. So uh, that has been our season three Westworld review uh, for Pop Cannon. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. And I am Joe. If you want, be sure to follow us uh, across all social media platforms at Pop Cannon. Don't forget the K. If you want to follow us individually, I, Jordan, could be found on Instagram and Twitter at JL24FPS. And if you'd like to tell me I'm wrong, 
You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Yesball. And if you'd like to say in my DMs, K, you can <laughs> hit me on Instagram or Twitter at Joe4FORBroke. So thank you again for watching or listening. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or hit the YouTube button, hit subscribe. Here, smash that subscribe button keep seeing our uh, faces during this uncertain time in life but for pop cannon we'll see you for episode 42